go to our next game, which is the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, keeping it with the LA guys. Go from the Chargers to the Rams. Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, well, the Rams didn't start week one very well, Colin, but the Cardinals haven't started week one well or week two well um, generally, but they finished with a bit of a bang. How do you see this one going? Yeah, they they absolutely did, and it was kind of Kyler Murray magic that uh, led to to that win last week. Uh, as as much, uh, I mean, it it almost it almost felt like Cliff Kingsbury was doing a, a John Terry uh, with the the celebrations, and it, it, when it was it was all Kyler Murray that that made it happen, um, and you know that that's what. I think the cards are reliant on given that Hopkins is is out. The unfortunate thing for them is that they are playing against the the Rams and I the Rams are not the force that they were last year. They there are issues you lose somebody like Whitworth and you know I I thought that bringing in Bobby Wagner would help on the leadership side of things but Whitworth's influence on the line um, has certainly been missed worried still about Stafford's arm and what that might mean um, so I do think there are questions but Aaron Donald loves playing against Kyler Murray he seems to just decide that he wants to wreck the game um, and he's been pretty dismissive of him in, in the media but Kyler you know needs to I suppose have a performance to where he can shut Aaron, Aaron Donald up it, it hasn't really happened as yet uh, I think um, whenever Kyler's come up against the, the Rams, it's tended to, to be a, a bit of a, a slog. And for for that reason, um, I'm, I'm going to, to go with, with the Rams, though, as I said, I, I still think that they are, are figuring things out. So I, I don't expect, um, you know, I think this will be a close game. I, it's not like I expect the Rams to, to run away with it. But because of the Aaron Donald factor, I'm going with the Rams. I mean, the Stafford narrative still keeps continuing, even after week two, that his arm is struggling. But he did look a lot better last week. I know, albeit people say it was against the Falcons team, but a lot more efficient. Players got open a lot quicker in the game compared to when they played that Bills on, Bills defense in week one. He was in the red zone five times. He took four touchdowns out of that. You know, so he he was a lot better last week. He had a 25-point lead going into the fourth quarter, eroded to it to what looked like a kind of a, a scary opportunity to actually lose the game to the Falcons in the end. So I think they were a lot more comfortable than the score was reflected in the end. 17, 17 garbage points, I suppose we could call it. Um, the Cards' secondary statistically is the worst in the league, um, despite the comeback last week. Um, and despite not giving up many yards in the second half, so it just goes to show how bad they were in week one, how bad they were in the first half of last week's game. And they're going up against the Lights Cup, and Alan, and Alan Robinson, Colin's favourite friend, had a breakout game last week for the Rams, and I imagine he will be looking to get in there and have a really good, strong game again. And I just can't see how the Cards will keep up with them. I think the Rams will find a way to win this game. I think this one is one of the most comfortable games of the weekend for me. I think the Rams will, will win, easing off into the fourth quarter. Well, the Rams are on a bit of a tear against the Cards. I think going back to 2017, they've won 10 of 11 games against the Cardinals. We often talk about some of these divisional rivalries, how... One team just randomly has the number of the other uh, at various stages during that rivalry, even if they're performing. Cough, see, 
Jacksonville Jaguars versus Indianapolis Colts last week. Um, but the Rams have been a class act for the last number of years. Cooper Cup continues on his tear eight uh, games in a row. He's had a receiving touchdown. And whilst the cards have J.J. Watt being effective when he's on the field, he was on for a fair bit against the Raiders last week. He seems healthy and will play this week, which is a good sign. They cannot have a sustainable game plan, which involves doing middling to nothing for three quarters of the game and then just relying upon Kyler Murray to produce some spectacular magic uh, at the end. Um, They... I think the interesting thing for me is, and I'm, I, I, got, I didn't look into this, but this is the fourth time this te- these teams have played during the calendar year with just the way the whole schedule has worked. So um, that's an intriguing little nugget for you as well with the, the playoff game they play between themselves as well. Um, given the whole strength of the roster overall, I must discount some amazing Kyler magic uh, sprinkling its magic dust uh, for a second week in a row and go with the the logic, the sense, the offense and the defense, which has been more consistent. So I am going with the Los Angeles Rams to win this game. Uh, Michael, too, in relation to this, um, once Colin appears on the screen, picks. There we go. Michael, in this instance, wanted to be the lone wolf, and he has gone from the Arizona cards to peck away at those Rams and win the day. I mean, I think there's been one game we've four of us have agreed on so far, which was Baltimore at Patriots, but <laughs> I'm sure there'll be others along the way. I'm sure there'll be others that we will agree with. Right, before we wrap up this section, we'll do one more quick game here. Um, the Falcons at the Seahawks. So let's deal with some more birds of prey along the way. We have the cards. We've had the uh, Eagles previously, but the Falcons at the Seahawks column. You know, not much to be said about these teams in some respects, but break down this game for us and how maybe two, let's say middling teams, I'll be polite, middling teams might uh, perform and how it all play out. Yeah, two teams, both of whom will probably have different quarterbacks next year. Um the, the Seahawks are struggling offensively, which I, I don't think is going to be a surprise to anyone. To, the, that was the expectation prior to the season. They put a lot into uh, getting the, the win over the, the Broncos, and, and deservedly so. But since the, uh, in the past six quarters, they're scoreless. Um, and that's that's got to be an enormous worry to go six quarters uh, without scoring uh, a point and that's not all on on Gino they also haven't scored um, much like the the Broncos they haven't scored from the the red zone um, this season Um, and they're going up uh, against a a Falcon side who are capable of scoring points but are also capable of giving up an enormous number of of points Um, there was talk during the week uh, uh, and rightly so around Arthur Smith and the fact that he kind of unlocked Cardinal Patterson but he doesn't seem to know what to do with his unicorn of a, a tight end in, in Kyle Pitts. And again, he got a little bit tetchy, um, probably even more tetchy than, than Mike Tomlin when asked about Trubisky last night uh, when people kind of pointed out to him. Uh, you know, and he said, I'm not here to play fantasy football. I'm, I'm here to win games. It's like, well, 
then you need to win games character um so i you know this is this is one probably where you know the the strength of the falcons is often the strength of the the seahawks is is defense it, it's a little almost a, a, a bit of a, a coin flip but i think in in ways but i think the way in which the NFL is in 2022, you're better off almost having a more powerful offense rather than uh, a defense. And for that reason, I'm going to say that Arthur Smith is not playing fantasy football, but he is winning games this week, the Falcons, to get the victory. Colm said it's a coin flip game. It's not a coin flip game, in my opinion, because I called it on Monday. I made my pick on Monday show. I said Seattle are going to rebound and be two and one come this come the end of this weekend. Yeah, the Falcons' offense has played reasonably well. I would say you know week one they played well against the Saints, and then Dean Pease, who said this defense is going to be the best in the league, somehow self-destructed in the fourth quarter, allowed a miraculous Saints comeback where they were down by sixteen points at one stage. And last week, okay, fairness against the, the Super Bowl champions, they gave up. Quite a, um, it wasn't even about the scores, it was about the yards. I think it was, you know, it was quite high as well. And uh, Seattle didn't do anything last week. Pete Carroll has a, has a knack of, you know, as we said before, finding ways to get performance out players that are below their pay, or above their pay grade, shall we say, in terms of defensively performing. They did it in week one against the Broncos. Obviously, everybody was revved up with the Russell Wilson factor. But I think at home, 12th man, Falcons will find a way uh, to. Self-destruct and Seattle will lap it up. And Geno Smith, I actually think, will have a rebound game because he still has good players. Penny, the running back, is underrated in my opinion. I think he's quite a good player. Bear in mind that they've had to let the, yeah, their main running back from last year, Carlson, is retired because of injury. He stepped up last year towards the back end of the season. Started well in the open game. They've still got Lockett. They've still got Metcalf. They've got two uh, young uh, tight ends. And obviously the one they brought in, no offense. I think they still have players there offensively to do damage on this Falcons defense, which I think is quite weak. So for me, Seattle win this game comfortably. Comfortably. Well, from a man who predicted the Hawks would win 10 games, I'm not surprised to hear Brian is leading in favor. Nine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You and Michael seem to continue to tag on the extra game. That's fine. So when we hit the end of the season and they win nine, you go, oh, but you said 10. I said said uh, At that stage, Brian, I'll be saying you said 11. Don't worry. I'll be be adding on a couple more at that stage. Um, Look, it's interesting. The Clash had a song, London Calling. London is definitely calling next week, obviously, but nowhere is London calling more than when Marcus Mariota throws the ball because he sends a lot of them in the direction of Drake London, the number eight overall pick uh, in last year's draft, or this year's draft, sorry, I should say. Um, The Falcons have been playing tough. They've had two close losses. Uh, and the, the, the Rams, as as you alluded to, Colm, obviously they came back very strongly in and maybe unfortunate not to um, really cause a sensational upset towards the end. But I would say that was a little bit more of a factor of the Rams letting them back in the game rather than the Falcons necessarily forcing their way back in. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I was criticizing the run game of the Chargers a minute ago. They have been abysmal running the football. I mean, 56 yards they're averaging. It's it's really bad, uh, frankly. However, uh, even though they're that bad, even though Marcus Marietta has not started the season too badly and he has that wonderful connection of Drake London, um, 
I think it's at Lumen Field. I think it's the 12th man. I think Seattle raised their game not only for the season opener and because it was against Russell Wilson, but because they were at home. Um, so with that surprising situation, um, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks also to win this game. Um, so we just flip up the picks there quickly. That's Brian and Mark have gone for the Seattle Seahawks. Colin and Michael have gone for the Atlanta Falcons. And like I say, maybe Drake London wins, uh, scores a touchdown, but definitely London's calling next week. I won't be there. Unfortunately, I'm in the, the United States, but Colin, Brian, and Michael will be doing live shows there uh, outside the stadium again in the morning and then obviously covering the game live for the NFL show, Irish NFL show, uh, all the way through the game. Look, guys, that brings us to the end of this particular segment with a couple of key games to wrap up in the last piece, and then we'll be taking your questions and answers. 